It's like little temporary short episodes of diabetes where the blood sugar spikes and then gets brought back down. But imagine if somebody is eating a lot of foods that cause a lot of blood sugar spikes. Those can be cumulative and add up. And over time, over years, and again, even without diabetes, can cause some problems. So we're going to talk about that. Welcome to the No Cap Health Show, a podcast inspired by Dr. Brian Boxer Walkler's popular TikTok channel with over 3 million followers. Each week, Dr. Brian will pull the curtain back on viral TikTok health videos and label them as cap, false, or no cap, true. Even if you aren't on TikTok, now is the time to get on board, have fun, and join his podcast. Dr. Brian is a board-certified eye surgeon specializing in advanced LASIK, keratoconus, wider eyes, dry eyes, cataract surgery, and reading vision improvement at the Boxer Walkler Vision Institute in Beverly Hills, California. Also, please remember, Dr. Brian is a doctor, but he is not your doctor. He is here to provide general information, not medical advice. So you should always check with your doctor before relying on any information. Welcome back to the No Cap Health Show. Very excited that you're here, and I'm really looking forward to this session. So I'm going to be playing this video. It has to do with blood sugar levels. And if you cook your rice and then you let it cool and then reheat it, does that have lower blood sugar than if you just have it right warm right out of the pot or however you're doing it? So let's just run this video and let's see what we got with it. So yesterday I tested white rice on my continuous glucose monitor and this is what happened. Not a good thing if you're trying to lose weight or reverse insulin resistance. So according to a bunch of different studies, cooling the rice first actually helps reduce the impact on blood sugar. A lot of you guys requested that I try this, so we're gonna do it. This rice was cooked yesterday, left in the refrigerator for 24 hours, and I just reheated it in the microwave. Please be true. Two hours later. Wow, it is definitely true. I'm actually shocked at the difference, to be honest with you. This is huge. The cooling of the rice increased what's called resistant starch, which altered the digestion and minimized the impact on blood sugar. So that's pretty intriguing. I mean, I always knew that rice was relatively powerful for spiking blood sugar, but to actually hear that if you just let it cool and then reheated it, that it has a lower impact on your blood sugar. So what do you think? I mean, is this cap or is this not cap? And the answer is, well, let me just first explain one thing before I give you the answer. I know you're hanging on the edge here, but just bear with me because this will be worth it. So the whole reason that blood sugar spikes when you eat different types of foods is because of the ease or difficulty that your body has in digesting it. So just imagine if you drank a glass of just pure glucose, just pure sugar. It basically requires no digestion at all. So it gets absorbed very quickly, very efficiently, and causes a big blood sugar spike. So that's why rice typically is pretty high in terms of causing blood sugar spikes, because especially white rice, it's been broken down. It doesn't have the bran in it. So it doesn't really take your body much effort to break it down, digest it, and cause a blood sugar spike. So this video is actually not cap. 
So pretty remarkable, right? That just doing something as simple as letting the rice cool and then coming back and heating it has a pretty dramatic effect on the blood sugar. And one thing you couldn't appreciate because it was a video was he was showing two different graphs and he was wearing a blood glucose monitor and was following what the blood sugar level did after he had these two types of rice. And the first type, which caused a higher spike, which is more typical, is just warm rice right after it's done being cooked. You just eat it and it's nice and warm, tastes yummy, but it does have that blood sugar spike much higher than if you let it cool. And he's right. So I actually looked at the study. His video is based on a published study in the medical literature that compared these two different types of rice preps. And that's why this is not capped because it's based on actual data. It was a very well-run study too. So the reason, as he cited, is resistant starch is a type of starch that occurs when the rice gets cooled. And even though it gets heated again, let's say the next day, that resistant starch compound is what makes it harder for the body to digest the rice. So the longer it takes for your body to digest any type of carbohydrate, it's going to take longer for it to absorb. Therefore, the blood sugar is going to be spread over a longer period of time i.e. that is, in other words, you won't have as big of a spike. It's spread out over a longer period of time. Just imagine a, a curve with a really high spike in it and imagine the ends of those curves, the base or let's say the bell curve. If you want to think back to math and statistics, I know it's summer, so it may not be wanting to do that right now. But if you think of a bell curve, the bottom parts, the ends of the bell, if you spread them out further, Imagine the top of the bell curve coming down. That's what it is to have harder to digest different types of carbohydrates that just take longer for your blood sugar to spike. I want to spend a few moments here talking about the importance of being aware of blood sugar. So even if you do not have diabetes, this is still really important to be aware of because Blood sugar itself, when it's elevated before your insulin hormone gets released from the pancreas to bring it back down, your body is being exposed to blood sugar. And you need sugar. Your brain needs sugar. Your brain runs off of sugar. But on the other end of the spectrum is diabetes where people cannot regulate their blood sugar. So the body is exposed to very high levels of blood sugar. And we know that that's really toxic to tissues and organs in the body. And we'll talk about some of the effects of high blood sugar, even when people don't have diabetes. So imagine in somebody who's healthy without diabetes, they have this exposed time of high sugar in their body. Those tissues, before it gets brought down, get exposed. It's like little temporary short episodes of diabetes where the blood sugar spikes and then gets brought back down. But imagine if somebody is eating a lot of foods that cause a lot of blood sugar spikes, those can be cumulative and add up. And over time, over years, and again, even without diabetes, can cause some problems. So we're going to talk about that. So the way foods have been determined in terms of their capacity to spike blood sugar is something called the glycemic index. 
There's a doctor in Australia at the University of Sydney. She actually is credited for inventing the glycemic index. And basically, she took a whole bunch of different types of foods, and she had people eat the same number of grams of all these different types of foods. Then she took blood sugar tests afterwards, and she started to see different types of spikes in the blood sugar. And she actually developed what's called the glycemic index. So let me give you some examples of different types of foods here on the glycemic index. The glycemic index is essentially on a scale from 0 to 100, and 70 or more is considered high, about 56 to 69 is medium, and less than 55 is considered low on the glycemic index. So there's different types of breads, for example, like white, even whole wheat bread can cause a high blood sugar spike, and those are actually even whole wheat bread. I know it's kind of surprising that whole wheat bread is considered high, but it is. And even some cereals like bran flakes, corn flakes. Oh, when I was a kid, I used to eat tons of cream of wheat, Rice Krispie, Special K, and even other types of rice, by the way. I mean, we're still in the category of high glycemic index. So jasmine rice, sticky rice, white rice, that's instant. And there's also vegetables like carrots, high glycemic. Potatoes, by the way, high glycemic too. And all different types of potatoes, by the way. And the reason is, is because they are easy for your body to break down. So... Anything that makes it more challenging, like if you mix some of those foods with like protein, for example, or fats, that's going to take longer for your body to break down. So even though you might be eating a high glycemic food, you can actually blunt the blood sugar response by combining it with a lower glycemic index or GI foods. Proteins are essentially zero. Fats are essentially zero. So really glycemic index is just for carbohydrates. Let me give you some examples of some other types of medium glycemic index foods. There are some breads like pita bread is medium, pumpernickel, rye bread. Those are all good. Whole wheat grain bread is medium. So before the whole wheat bread was on the high and whole grain. So when you add those grains, again, that's the key to taking longer for your body to digest it and break it down. So now... I told you before about cream of wheat being high. I should specify that it was cream of wheat, instant cream of wheat. The regular cream of wheat is now medium. So again, the instant, easier to cook, quicker for your body to get it in and shoot up that blood sugar. But the regular cream of wheat takes longer. Oats, I love oats. Personally, I'm a steel-cut oat guy, and I personally don't even heat it in the morning. I just put a little bit of coconut water in there, and that's part of my breakfast. But oats are actually medium, all types of oats, whether they're instant or quick or large flake. And then other types of grains are good in the medium category, like brown rice, basmati rice, couscous, rice noodles, and wild rice. And then beets and corn are medium parsnips, and here they also list potatoes as being medium too. So I guess it depends on perhaps if the potatoes cooled or not, that might have an impact the way the rice does. I just don't know. I don't think the potatoes have been studied with that resistant starch the way the rice was we talked about. 
So that was pretty interesting to learn about the rice, but we've got more to talk about regarding blood sugar, spikes in blood sugar, the implications of that. So we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to continue this episode essentially because it's got so much good stuff. We got to break it into two episodes. So I look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, feel free to take a moment to rate this podcast so it helps people find this podcast, The No Cap Health Show. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The No Cap Health Show. To review the show notes for this episode, which includes a summary, key takeaways, and any links mentioned, visit nocaphealthshow.com. Don't miss another episode and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to follow Dr. Brian on TikTok at Brian Boxer Walkler, MD. And remember, Dr. Brian is a real doctor, but he is not your doctor. He is here to provide general information, not medical advice. So you should always check with your doctor before relying on any information.